Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. It is good to be back. It is good to be back. Elevation, never lost, never lost, never lost. Whew, it doesn't feel good to be back in, the, in this place one more time. It seems like it's been forever, right? And a lot going on in these last few weeks. We had our elevation set by our holy convocation this past weekend, and it had it was a blessing. And I was letting the song play and giving you all an opportunity to get your word, get your pen, get your notes. And I know some of you are like, why does it say forgiven and free? Because I really want to touch bases on that because today is April the 1st. And um, this is the last two pieces of um, March. And I know that a lot of people 
um, literally, my own, my older daughter even called and was like, I'm not finished. Can you please give me an extension? So I thank God that I have to understand that there are people that work and are just busy and not able to, you know, put total 100% into it. So we're going to go right through April with it. Spring, springing into your season of vision. So we went from marching into your vision into springing into your vision. So I'm excited. So, and I want to be able to be a blessing to the people, and if, and if, I, if somebody is asking for more time to gather something together, then hey, I, I want to, I want to do that, you know, there's an even in school, and we were late with something, you know, sometimes our teacher would give us, um, sometimes our teacher would give us um, extra time, you know, you know, more time, because we don't know what life, ha you know, we don't know what happens in people's lives, we don't know what they have going on within themselves. Amen. So you want to be able to be patient. You know, especially those who are asking, can I get a little bit more time? Now, I didn't give the other person the words that I gave to my daughter because I was like, now look, now I've been doing this since March 1st. <laughs> Amen. So um, for those of you who are watching for the first time, um, and you don't know what I'm talking about, the marching into your vision or springing, in, springing into your season of vision. Um, I had asked everyone for the March 1st through, through March 31st to create your vision board. And on March the 31st, we were going to upload them into the comments and we we're going to gather together and we we're going to pray over those vision boards because it's your vision. It's what you want um, for your growth and, and where you want to go, whether it's in your ministry, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's with your children, whether it's in finances, whether you're looking to buy a home, whether you are, you know, even looking to buy a new car or to get a new car, you know, whatever your vision is, whether it's to come out of depression, whether it's to come out of a bad place and go into a new place, whatever you, wherever you saw your place and in you to be you need you was to put it down on a on a poster board and create a vision amen and so because i was asked and i and you know and and i i did say but i did forget that i was having a root canal done and some and some dental work done um on that day and yes my husband came through and was like surely you're not going to be doing this and you just had a root canal done and i don't know the the whole all of this all this side of my face was swole. I was trying to see and write, and I just I, my vision was off. I told my mom's care. I said, "You know what? My husband is right. Let me just go ahead, take these pain pills, take this uh, the ibuprofen, and just lay down and go to sleep." Because at this point, I'm really trying to just focus, and I was not able to focus. And so I was like, "Okay." So then, of course, the next day I had to take my my youngest, my granddaughter to the dentist as well. So then I was like, oh, Lord, have mercy. So, hey there, prophetess, Pastor Marie. So good to see you on. So I had a lot going on. My women's conference starts tonight at 7. I'm so excited about it. I pray that some of you are able to tune in. And I'm not going to come from this from my stream yard. I'm going to be, well, it's going to be on stream yard, but I'm doing it from, from my church. I'm going to be at my church when I do the conference. And I'll explain that, you know, a little bit later of why I decided to do it from the church. And so, and not from, you know, home, but I'm excited because 
even in that when I was thinking about doing it that way I was like okay so you know why am I doing it this way and I and I went on and I tuned in well, I signed on to my Facebook and I, I heard a preacher on his live and he began to talk about some things and I was like you know what get into your position so you know before social media took place and you know before all this you know we was given the word from inside the house of God and so yeah we ought to go out to the hedges and the highways and then we was then we was resort to going in from the airways and the byways and so I just wanted to come from the house of God I just wanted to be in the house you know given this um, message of from a puncher to a preacher because I just felt like that's where my foundation started of my change and that's where I wanted to come from 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 being you know in the house amen so and of course I will explain a little bit more on it later hey um, uh, sister um, Ivania, so good to see you lady peoples and so I just thank God for this opportunity to be able to come on again and it seemed like it has been a while and so I do want to apologize because I did say that no matter what I was going to make sure that I was on 12 noon every day but I should have I tell this to people all the time you never know what is going to happen you never know something is going to change you never know if there's going to be a turn or there's going to be a shift but I thank God because even in that I was still able to still take care of some other things that I needed to take care of so let me just go ahead and say that I will try my best my best to stay right here where I need to be hey sister LaShondra where I need to be because um this is where I know God told me to be and so many times people make you feel like that is not because things and, and life just happens and we, we don't think that um, I used to tell my children um, if I'm able to take you I will and, and then because my oldest daughter used to have this thing and she's gotten so much better oh my goodness she's gotten so much better but it was where the point where you would tell her you're gonna do something and she expected you to do it and if you was to change Oh, the plans was changed. Oh, it was a wrap. Like her whole world just crumbled. It was as if, no, I don't know. I'm not hearing that. I, I'm not. I don't want to understand that something's going to change. No, you said you were going to do this, and you said you were going to do that, and so I'm looking for this to happen. And so I literally for for like the first. 15 years of her life, I had to make sure that she still need to understand things change. Things happen against our will. Now, sometimes we make we make mistakes in, in putting something on a date, and we forget about like like Good Friday. I didn't even think about Good Friday uh, when I did the conference. I put the dates in, but then I thought, well, shoot. Well, it works perfect because it's talking about change. It's talking about restoration. It's talking about healing. It's still talking about Jesus and how He died on the cross for our sins. So it all ties in together. Amen. So. We just have to understand that um, God is good. And in spite of it all, he is worthy to be praised. Amen. So at the end of the day, God gets the glory out of our story. So we got to just continue to push forward in the midst of a busy schedule. We got to learn how to push forward in the midst of our busy lives. We have to understand that we got to continue to push forward when things shift against our, uh, without us even knowing that it's going to shift. So 
I'm just saying. Hey, Brother Allen, good to see you. So listen, so um, I have been telling you all that I have been coming also through my Periscope. And um, for those of you who know and those of you who don't know, Periscope is no longer in an existence. It ended on March 31st. But I wanted to take January through March to get as many lives as I could up into my Periscope because there are people that I do interact with that's on Periscope that we, we converse with back and forth, you know, do Twitter and things like that. But Periscope is no longer there. So with that being said, God is good and he is worthy to be praised. Amen. So we're moving forward. So um I talked about the conference tonight. I talked about the vision board. So now I want to talk about um, Mr. and Mrs. Devo uh, Coupled, Mr. and Mrs. Devotions Coupled Together Bible Study. Today is April the 1st, 2021, and I thank God that he's allowed us to see another day. Amen. And for us to come together and work and walk through the word of God. Amen. And so um, I wanted to go back to March 30th because I really wanted to do a teaching on that forgiven and free because the, the number one thing concerning Christians, in my opinion, 99.99% um, .99 of the Christian community, we deal with unforgiveness. We deal with it, and it's sad to say, you know, we do, we would, we expect it from sinners, we expect it from unbelievers, we expect it from those who don't even serve God, who doesn't even go to church, but 99.99% .99 of the Christian community deals with unforgiveness, and they'll hold on to a grudge, they'll hold on to that hurt, they'll hold on to the betrayal, they'll hold on to this mess. And they really need to understand you got to let it go. But yes, I know I'm not only wanting to speak it to the Christians, but to the non-Christians as well. Because eventually, you're going to have to let go of the grudges. You're going to have to let go of the hurt. You're going to have to let go of the betrayal. You're going to have to let go of the pain that someone has caused you in order for you to be free. So, see, forgiveness is not for the other individual. Forgiveness is and freedom is from you. Hey, Sister Debbie, good to see you. It's for you, and you have to understand if you want to walk in your freedom, then you got to let go of that unforgiveness from the past, whether it's from the present, or whether it's for today. You have to let go of the, forgive, the, of the forgiveness. Because what you have to understand is God came to send Jesus, his son, so that we can be forgiven. So that we will understand that if we can't forgive somebody else, then Jesus cannot forgive us. It doesn't matter how many times you go to the altar and ask for forgiveness. It doesn't matter how many times you leave your gift at the altar. Until you get that unforgiveness out of your heart for that other individual, you cannot be free. And I know some of you are not agreeing to that, but that is the truth. And the truth shall make you free. You can go to God all day long and ask him to forgive you. But if you do not forget that other individual, God does not forgive you. That is scripture and it is the word of God. And it is the truth. Amen. And we have to understand that the word was with God. The word is God. And the word was God. Amen. And I want to I wanna recheck my, I want to make sure I said that right. It's in John 1 and 1. John 1 and 1. I can back it up with scripture. John 1 and 1 says, In the beginning, I'm getting there. 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. So you have to understand, if you don't know the Word, you need to know the Word, so that the Word can be instilled into your heart, so you can live by the Word of God, and so that the Word of God will live in you. Amen? So we must walk in forgiveness. We must. So... Um, with no further ado, I wanted to go back to that and I will also try my best to touch on uh, March 31st as well, never alone. So you have to understand and I want to go to a different, a different direction with never alone. So let me just say this, you are never alone if you are struggling um, forgiving someone. You are never alone when you are struggling with hurt, betrayal, pain, issues, struggles, circumstances. You are never alone. Do not think that you're the only one that struggles with forgiving somebody. You are never alone when you are struggling with just removing the, the unforgiveness from out of your heart. You trust me. I have been there. I have been there, but I had made up in my mind that I was not going into, or I was not coming into 2021 with unforgiveness in my heart. And just because I talk about what somebody did to me, it does not mean you got unforgiveness in your heart. Just because I talk about my testimony and how I was hurt in my past, it does not mean that I have unforgiveness in my heart. What it means is I'm trying to teach you and I'm trying to show you and I'm trying to be that example of letting you know that I was once that person that held unforgiveness in my heart. And not just for a day and not just for two weeks and not just for three months, but almost a whole year. Yes. Yes. Somebody say, well, why take that chance of holding unforgiveness in your heart for so long because of the hurt? Because of the betrayal, because of the pain that you were endured, because of you, you, you feel like, well, I'm never going to allow people to hurt me again. I'm never going to put myself in this place again. And so what happens is you hold on to that. But when you release it into the hands of God, when you release it, when you let it go and you allow Jesus to fight those battles for you, then you're able to release the hurt. You're able to release the pain. You're able to release the betrayal. And you're able, and once all those things are released, because those are roots, you're able to release the unforgiveness that is in your heart. But in order for you to release the unforgiveness that is in your heart, you need humility. You need the spirit of humility. Because the only way that you're going to bow down to Jesus is if you release the hurt to him. First Peter 5 and 7 tells us to cast all of our cares upon him because he, because he cares for us. Amen. But because hurt will lead into devastation. Hurt will lead into frustration. Hurt will lead into areas that you really want to, you want to kill somebody. You really want to hurt them. Because that's in, in, in reality, in reality, that's that's what we do in reality that is what we do hurt people hurt people amen that's the whole truth and nothing but the truth and it doesn't matter hey hey how you doing um elder jamaica it doesn't matter what has taken place in your life hurt people hurt people that's truth that is truth 
So that's why you can't be bound by hurt. That's why you can't be bound by betrayal. That's why you can't be bound by your feelings or your emotions by what somebody has done to you. Sometimes you got, yeah, I've heard people say it. You got to just let the water roll down off your back like a duck. You got to let the water just roll off your back. You got to just let the, uh, let bygones be bygones. Sometimes you just have to just let it go. But letting it go without allowing your emotions or your feelings to control you, to consume you. Yes, it's easier said than done. It is easier said than done to let go and let God. And I talked about this on the other day. It might have been yesterday when I talked about it in the, the group page, Women of Prosperity. You want to be prosperous? Let go of the hurt. You want to be prosperous? Let go of the pain. You want to be prosperous? Let go of the betrayal. You want to be prosperous? Let go of unforgiveness and be free. If you are still holding ill feelings towards somebody, you're not free. If you can't speak to somebody when you see them, you're not free. If you can't sit with a sinner man, you're not free. If you can't sit with the person that betrayed you, you're not free. Because at the end of the day, when you seek sincerely forgiveness, when you release it genuinely, when you pray and ask God to remove that thing off of you, then if you saw them on the side of the road and you offered them a ride, walk into your freedom. If you see them standing in the grocery store and they're short a dollar and you love what they did to you in the past and you give them that dollar, walk into your freedom. Be healed and be free in Jesus name and I said all of that because I have experienced it I have walked in it but when you make up in your mind what you're not going to carry through or carry on you the next day release it how do I release it I hear it how do I release it still down but God is meeting me in this room praise the Lord listen I'm praying for you in Jesus' name, you are healed. In Jesus' name, from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, your body will line up with the word of God. Through his stripes, you're already healed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Be free. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, I'm trying to get you to understand. Don't let nobody make you feel like you're still bound when you know that you are free. If you're free, you ain't got to prove your freedom. Lord have mercy. If you are free, you don't have to prove your freedom. Your actions will speak to your freedom. Your actions will speak to your healing. Your actions will speak to your deliverance. And I, keep, I say this all the time. God uses me as a living, breathing, walking testimony. So just because I talk about what somebody has done to me, it does not mean that I'm not free. It means that I am free, and I'm free indeed, and I want somebody else to be free. So I want to teach you how to stay free, how to get free, how to be free in Jesus' name. Amen? People will keep you down by their emotions. People will keep you down by their feelings. People will keep you down by what, by, by what happened concerning you and them. So don't, let, don't allow you to stay stuck where they are. You're free. If they're stuck there where you are and you already left, move on. You ain't got to prove nothing to nobody. Your delight is in the Lord. The Lord will see your heart. The Lord sees your ways. 
Men will never see you the way God sees you. Lord, help me in this place. People will never see you where God sees you. Whether it's the good, the bad, or the ugly. So the only one that can justify you is the Lord Jesus Christ. The only one that can call you is the Lord Jesus Christ. The only one that can prove you is the Lord Jesus Christ. Be free. Be forgiven. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So Lord God, I thank you for this opportunity to come to your people one more time. Coming through the word of God. So that you will get the glory out of our story. Lord God, if somebody is on here and they have unforgiveness in their heart, heal them, God. Allow conviction and correction to unsettle, to, to, to allow their spirit not to be settled until they make it right. Until they get it together. Until they understand what they need to do for themselves and themselves alone. Lord God, I thank you for the spirit of David. God, I've sinned against you and you alone. Purge me with hyssop, Lord God. Create in me a clean heart. Renew the right spirit within me, Lord God. So that I may continue to teach transgressions your ways. And bring sinners to repentance in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord God, I pray that we all can grow together and know together in Jesus' name. And Lord God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable unto thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So again, today is April the 1st. 2021 but i will be coming from forgiven and free romans chapter 8 33 and 34 amen amen romans chapter 8 romans chapter 8 33 and 34 and i'm going to start i'm going to start though from uh, verses 31 and I'm going to read down to 39 but I'm going to go ahead and read our devotion um, passage of store of um, devotion um, um, lesson and for those of you who don't know I am coming from 366 devotions for couples Mr. and Mrs. so I decided to title this Mr. and Mrs. Couples um, the, uh, the, um, Mr. and Mrs. Couples Devotions Couples Together Bible study. Lord have mercy. I don't even understand how I got tongue-tied. Mr. and Mrs. Devotions Coupled Together Bible Study. Yes, it is for this book right here. It is for marriages. Amen. But I wanted to do a Bible study for not just marriages, but for everybody, especially for those who desire to be married. Amen. Amen. So, and it reads, guilt and shame steal the joy from your relationship with God and each other. Sexual sins of the past create doubt if you'll know pure intimacy in marriage. Regret over financial choices crush your faith in God to provide. Angry words and broken promises create insecurity as you feel unworthy of love. Memories of sins and mistakes build up like a wall, separating you from those who love you most. Who is your accuser today? That's a question that this book has asked. Who is your accuser today? How have you attempted to pay for sins of the past? In your heart, do you think you're unforgiven and beyond repair? Are you God's precious child 
or his broken mistake, consider how God sees you in Christ, forgiven, justified, redeemed, innocent, called, chosen, loved. Can I read that again? Consider how God sees you in Christ, forgiven, justified, redeemed, innocent, called, chosen, loved. No one can require you to pay for sin that's already covered by the cross. That's good right there. Now that's noteworthy. No one can require you to pay for sin that's already covered by the cross. Reject the shame that recites your list of failures. In God's mercy, he remembers your sins no more. Listen, and that is in Isaiah. And we'll, if we have time, we'll go ahead and read that. Isaiah 43 and 25. You can go ahead and write that down. Give him your sins and regrets. Receive his kindness and love. Share the gifts of grace and compassion with each other today. Now, this is, of course, talking to the husband and wife to share your compassion with one another because of the hurt, because of the pain, because of the guilt, the shame, the embarrassment, because of the past of what was done to either of you by the other individual. And you're really trying to let go of the hurt. You're really trying to let go of the pain. You're really trying to let go of the abuse that was done to you in the past. And you're trying to love them. You're trying to show them compassion. You're trying to be kind. You're trying to show meekness. But the unforgiveness is just taking over your heart. The unforgiveness is taking over your mind. The unforgiveness is causing you not to love and causing them not to love you. Amen? Good, good afternoon, Khadijah. So what you have to understand is God is good and he is worthy to be praised. But you must ask yourself, how can I give what needs to be given without being hurt? Lord have mercy. How can I give what needs to be given without being hurt? Can I write that? How can I give what needs to be given without being hurt? That's good right there. Amen. I'm going to pin that. Because what some of you need to understand, it, 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 it does. It hurts to... Um, it hurts to be hurt. It does. It hurts to be hurt. At the end of the day, it does. It hurts to be hurt. But should we continue to stay in the hurt? Now, that's a question that, you know, I want to you get, you know, some of you to understand. We don't try to be hurt. We don't try to hurt people. We don't. We really don't try to hurt people. But what happens when we do? What happens when we when we do hurt people? Amen. I'm sorry I had to get in here and, and share this. Share these because I forgot. Someone just inboxed me and said, Are you on? So I was like, Oh, I didn't share it. So Okay, so alright. So again, God will give you his mercy. And he will remember your sin no more. But you know what? I do want to go to Isaiah. So go to Isaiah. Isaiah 43 and 25. 
Isaiah 43 and 25. Let's go there. Isaiah 43 and 25. Isaiah 43 and 25 reads, I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake and will not remember your sins. Okay? So, how tempting is it to remind someone of a past offense? But when God forgives our sins, he totally forgets them. We never have to fear and we never have to hear that he will remind us of them later. Because God forgives our sin, we need to forgive others. Listen. If God forgives and forgets our sins, why should we remind others of theirs and what they have done to us? If God forgives and forgets our sins, why should we remind others of theirs and what they have done to us? Why do we do that? Can I tell you why we do that? Because we want to let somebody, we because we haven't forgot it, we don't want them to forget it either. We haven't forgot the hurt that they've caused us. So we don't want them to forget the hurt that they have caused us. If I don't forget it, you're not going to live it down to forget it. If I can't let it go, I'm not going to let you let it go. If I can't move on, I'm not going to let you move on. If I can't move past my past, I'm not going to let you move past your past. If I'm going to continue to talk about it, we're going to keep you're going to keep hearing it. Amen. That is some of the things that we do say. I don't care what anybody says. That is what we do. I keep telling you, I've been there. I've been there. Got a T-shirt, some bag of Doritos. A pack of M&M's, a Diet Coke. I have been there. Can we be honest about it? Can we be truthful about it? Can we talk about it? Can we talk about the words that comes out of our mouths to hurt someone else because of their sin or their fault that they have caused and brought upon us and we're going to turn around and don't let them forget about it. We're going to continue to remind them what they've done. We're trying to move on, or let me know, no, let me, let me back that up. They're trying to move on, but you won't let them. And I thank God, that's why Jesus said, if you can't forgive them of their sin, then my Father God in heaven is not going to forget you of yours. So you must forgive. And it's the, it's the hey, Evangelist Badger, it's the hardest thing. It is very hard. <laughs> it is so hard to release someone because of what they've done to us, what they've said to us, how they mishandled us, how they mistreated us. It is the hardest thing to do. But not realizing that if you take the first step, which is humble, you take the next step, which is to pray. You take the next step, which is to seek God's face. Because if my people, 
which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. I will heal their land. I will hear from heaven and I will forgive them of their sin. But we won't humble. We won't pray. We won't seek. We won't turn. But we want to be free. And we want to be forgiven. So you're expecting people to forgive you. But you don't expect no one to forgive. But you're not. You won't. You expect people to forgive you. But you're not expecting to forgive the other person. That's not right. That's wrong. Justifying will get you nowhere. Ignoring conviction will get you nowhere. Not praying about what you should do will not get you anywhere. Amen. So we're going, when we go, we're going to Romans chapter 8. And we're going to start at the 31st verse. And it reads, What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yeah, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us? How do I know that he makes intercession for us? Because Jesus told Peter, Satan attempts to sift you like wheat. He said, but I pray for you. That, that you won't lose your faith. I pray for you. That you don't lose your focus. I pray for you. That you don't get sidetracked. I pray for you. I intercede for you. So if Jesus intercedes for us. Then why is it we can't intercede for our enemy? Why is it we can't intercede for those who persecute us? Why is it we can't intercede for those who curse us? Why is it we can't intercede for those who mistreats us? Why is it we can't intercede for those who um, mishandles us? Who abuses us? Because the scripture tells us in Matthew chapter 5. The scripture tells us in Matthew chapter 5, the 43rd verse, says, You have heard that it has been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But Jesus said, I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh this his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. So, if Jesus can intercede for us, we must also intercede for these people. The enemy, those who curse you, those that hate you, those who despitefully use you and persecute you. So that you will be who? The father. I mean the children of the father. 
so that you will be his children, his sons and his daughters. But if you're not able to do this, you have to go back and pray again. You have to go back and humble. You have to go back and seek. You have to go back and turn from your wicked ways. You have to go back to the altar and pray, Lord, help me to pray for those who despitefully use and persecute me. Help me to love my enemies. Help me to bless them that curse me. Help me to do, to do good to those who hate me. That's the prayer you need to be praying. Lord, I struggle with loving people. Lord, I struggle with blessing those who have persecuted me. Lord, I struggle. I struggle saying hello to those who have hurt me or who have let me down. Lord, I, I struggle in that. And if your prayer is genuine, then immediately you'll be healed in that very hour. In that very hour, you can be healed. And the next time that you see the person who you have an ill feeling towards, your actions will be different. Your responses will sound different. Your walk will be different. Because you have genuinely and sincerely sought the Lord for these issues that you have concerning unforgiveness in your heart. Amen? Amen. So listen. Um, listen to this. Do you ever think that because you aren't good enough for God, he will not save you? Do you ever feel as if salvation is for everyone else but you? Then these verses are especially for you. If God gave his son for you, he isn't going to hold back the gift of God, and he's not going to hold back the gift of salvation. If Christ gave his life for you, then why is it you can't give your life for him? He will not withhold anything you need to live for him. But you have to understand if you've not studied the book of Romans, I will say do so. Because the book of Romans is more than a theological explanation of God's redeeming grace. It is a letter of comfort and confidence addressed to you. So when you're reading the Bible, you're reading the Bible for you to get yourself together, to get yourself into the place so that the word of God will settle in your heart, settle in your mind, settle in your thoughts, settle in your feelings, so that when you do give the word of God, you're not preaching and you're not teaching and you're not giving encouragement with hypocrisy. Yes, I said it. So that when you do this and you're receiving his love, you're receiving his grace and his mercy, you're receiving correction and conviction, you're receiving salvation and deliverance and being healed. So when you're totally healed, you're able to give it to somebody else. But if you're doing it and you're not healed, you're not delivered, you're not unforgiveness in your heart, it's hypocrisy. You're hypocritical. And you're giving the word in vain. And we are not to we are not to do labor, we are not to labor in vain. We are to give the word of God with love and in love. But you can't have malice in your heart and give something in love. You can't have hatred in your heart and give something in love. You can't have strife and contention in the heart and give with love. You can't have unforgiveness in your heart and give love. But see, and here's what, thank you, Holy Spirit. Listen, but I love them, but I hate you. 
That's partiality. You can't do that. Well, I'm giving this to this person because I love them. But because I don't like you, doesn't mean I can't give it to them because I like them. I love them. The devil is a lie. You are still speaking from a heart of hate. You are still speaking from a heart of malice. You are still speaking from a heart of jealousy. You are still speaking from a heart of a Jezebel spirit. You are still speaking from a heart of confusion and chaos and drama. You are still speaking from a heart of hypocrisy when you got unforgiveness in your heart for anybody. So it doesn't matter if you don't have unforgiveness in your heart for the person that you are talking to. And that is why, Lord have mercy. And then my spirit, I don't know who has malice towards me. I don't know who has hatred towards me. I don't know who has unforgiveness in their heart for me. But, it, but the Holy Spirit literally lets me know when that happens because before I give a word, before I preach a word, my prayer always starts out, Lord, before I pray, if there's anything in my heart that I've done to somebody unintentionally and I don't know, I'm asking for forgiveness right now. Free my heart from anything that is not like you that may be hurting someone else that I don't know so that my prayer will be answered, so that the word will be received, so that the hearts will be encouraged. Because I don't know what somebody else has against me. And even though I can't be held accountable for it, but I have to be able to have a, a, a clear conscience. I have to have a clear heart. So that whatever is trying to go into the atmosphere is received in Jesus' name. Not because of flesh from somebody else or even from me. Because you don't know who you may come across that you have hurt or you said something or did something and you just don't know. Why did I say that? Because I just said it earlier how I had unforgiveness in my heart for somebody for a whole year. Because you don't know that there's somebody out there that's holding on to something concerning you forever. And people won't receive you. They won't receive you. They don't want to be in the presence of you. You're, you're, a, hindrance, you're a hindrance to them. You're, you're a stumbling block and don't even know it. Because let me say this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because I have gone to people and say, Hey, is everything okay? Are we good? Is there something that we need to talk about? And when you hear those words, No, nah, we're good. Everything is fine. That's what you then walk in. You're walking into things are well. You're walking into all things are good. You're walking into it is well with my soul. That's what you're walking into because that's what's been spoken to you. But deep down, they're lying. <laughs> At the end of the day, they're lying. Because there are just some people who doesn't like confrontation. There are just some people who don't want to be honest. There are just some people that doesn't mind walking in unforgiveness. And they have no clue that God is receiving nothing from them. But here's the thing. I ask myself, well, they're still getting healed. People are still being blessed. People are still being encouraged. You're right. They are. But not by your words or your hands, but through their faith and faith in God and what they're praying for. You're just, a, you're just a servant. <laughs> you're just a mouthpiece. But according to their faith and what they're looking for and their healing and deliverance, they're receiving it in Jesus. 
<laughs> not by you. Because all they know is you're right. All they know is you're good. But only God knows that the inside of your heart. Only God knows your actual thoughts. Only He knows. And God knows if you're good teaching and preaching with all that stuff in your heart, you're walking on dangerous ground. Actually, you're, you're walking on a thinner ice and eventually you're going to fall through. Take it from me. I've been there. So, yes, yeah, so when, when, when Paul tells us we got to die daily, that means we got to die to our flesh every day. We got to die to those unthoughtful thoughts every day. We got to die to that, 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 that mean, evil spirit every day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And it's sad that nobody wants to hear the truth. It's sad that everybody wants to hear the good things about Jesus. Everybody wants to hear the, 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 the miracles, the manifestations. Okay, but what about sin and salvation? That's truth. Deliverance and healing. Restoration. Rejuvenation. We're coming into Easter. Jesus rose on the third day. Whether people believe it or not. Whether people receive it or not. He still rose. He lived. He died. He rose. You can live, die, and rise. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. When you sacrifice. Listen, Romans 12. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Romans chapter 12. And I'm going to read Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Not your will. God's will. But so many times, we think because people are getting healed and delivered and receiving salvation, it's from you. It's not from you. It's from God. It's from God according to their faith and what they believe. Because, see, if they don't know you, they believe the God in you by what they know, not by what they see. Because at that moment, we don't show everybody our bad attitude. We don't show everybody our bad actions. We don't show everybody manipulation. We don't show everybody the lies and the deceit. But when the true man or woman of God has the spirit of discernment and can see by trying the spirit, let me help you out. 1 John 4 and 1. 1 John 4 and 1 reads, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Period. 
And if you don't read your Bible from Genesis to Revelations, from Revelations to Genesis, if you don't read this thing for yourself, you are being lied to. You are being deceived by those false teachers, by those false prophets. And that is how unforgiveness winds up happening on us all, including husband and wife. It all works according to the word of God. Amen. So 35 says, Romans 8, 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or pearl or sword? 36 says, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. <laughs> That's the whole truth and nothing but the truth. 37 says, nay, and all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate you, to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So it doesn't matter who it is, it doesn't matter what it is, it doesn't matter where it is. Nothing shall separate you from the love of Christ. Because 31 says, if God be for us, who can be against us? We are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors we are more than conquerors the NIV version says who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen it is God who justifies who then is the one who condemns no one we are not to bring condemnation against anyone we are to bring them into the light of their sin We are not to judge them and we cannot condemn them, but we are to help them to see the sin that they are in. But we feel like we have a right to condemn. We have a right to judge. We are to judge righteously. We are not to judge wrongly. We will all sit at the at the feet of Jesus come judgment day. You got to learn how to read the word of God for yourself. Because even if you accept the wrong teaching, even if you accept the wrong behavior, you're just as guilty as they are. And God also will hold you accountable for what you know. James 4 and 17, therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. When you know the truth and you don't follow in the truth, you're just as guilty as those who should have already known. That is the word of God. 
So you have to understand that Paul expressed so much in this passage of scripture and letting us know that nothing can separate us from God's love. Unforgiveness should not separate us from the love of God. Pain and hurt should not separate us from the love of God. If God forgives us of our sins, you should be willing and able to forgive others of their sins so that you can walk into your freedom. Period. So that you can walk into your freedom. So, you have to understand that Paul stated that Jesus is interceding for us in heaven. God has acquitted us and removed our sin and guilt. So it is Satan, not God, who accuses us. And when he does, Jesus, the advocate for our defense, stands at God's right hand to present our case. So, you have to understand. Let me go to Hebrews. Let me go to Hebrews chapter 4. And I'm, 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 I'm wrapping up. Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, um, 14 through 16. Hebrews chapter 4, 14 through 16. Listen. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. So, what you have to understand that is Jesus is like us because he experienced a full range of temptations as a human being throughout his life. We can be comforted that he faced temptation so he can sympathize with us. And we can be inspired that he had faced temptation without the desire to sin. He shows us that we do not have to sin when facing the seductive lure of temptation. Jesus is the only human being who has ever lived without committing sin. Now in heaven, he completely understands our weaknesses so he can give us strength to overcome and forgiveness should we fail or fall. You need the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. He is the only. The Holy Ghost. He is the only one. The Spirit of God is the only one. That will keep you. That will lead you. That will guide you. That will direct you. That will comfort you. That will hold you. That will encourage you. You need the Holy Ghost. So that the Holy Spirit. Will keep you in perfect peace. Because in this world we call life, people say, well, I ain't Jesus. Well, he was a human being. But he came, he didn't sin. But I'm sure he was frustrated. I'm sure he was upset. I'm sure he was sad. I'm sure, listen, he was in the temple and he threw the tables up because there was causing chaos in the temple. There was selling stuff in the temple. There was being hypocritical in the, in the temple. He got angry. He didn't sin. He got angry. He showed emotion. 
So what you have to understand is Ephesians 4 and 26. Be ye angry and sin not. There's nothing wrong expressing your emotions. There's nothing wrong expressing your feelings. There's nothing wrong in letting somebody know how they made you feel. Do it without holding grudges. Do it without holding unforgiveness. Do it without holding malice, strife, and contention. Do it without holding drama and chaos. Do it without confusion. You do it with the love of Christ. You do it by the love of God. And you do it with the word of God. And how they respond is not on you. He looks at us as individuals. We, our whole lineage don't have to be killed and destroyed because of one, one family member. We are now accountable for our own soul salvation. And we should do it with fear and trembling. Amen. Amen. So I want to thank you all for tuning in. Know that I love you. Know that I'm continuing praying for you. Our prayer devotion is, Lord, help us to remember we're yours. Deepen our knowledge of Christ to trust more fully in your love. Set us free from fear, guilt, and shame. Release the unforgiveness. Be forgiving within yourself. And learn how to forgive others because of yourself. Because of the love of Christ. And God the Father who has forgiven you of your faults, of your mistakes, your sins and your failures. And do the same thing for others. Peter said, shall we, shall we continue to forgive them seven times seven? And Jesus says, no. Forgive them 70 times 70. So I don't think anybody has reached 490 times yet. So you keep forgiving so that you can continue to be forgiven by the love of God. Jesus Christ the Son. Amen. Amen. So walk into your victory. Walk into your healing. Walk into your deliverance. Walk into your freedom. So that you can be free. And you can be healed. Amen. Amen. So I thank you all for tuning in. And I did. I heard in the spirit. Well she didn't touch. Never alone. Yeah I did. You're never alone. Psalm 68. 5 and 6 is a father to the fatherless. A defender of widows is God in his holy dwelling. God sits the lonely in families. He leads out the prisoners with singing. You are never alone when you have Jesus Christ. You are never alone when you have God the Father. You are never alone when you have the Holy Spirit. You are never alone. Somebody has endured what you're enduring. Somebody is going through something that you're going through. Somebody has came out of something that you're in. Somebody. And I was that somebody. And sometimes I'm still that somebody. But I want to help everybody. To not take so long as I did. Jesus healed people in one hour. The woman with the issue of blood. Healed in one hour. The lame man. Healed in one hour. You can be healed in one hour. You can receive forgiveness in one hour. You can be forgiven in one hour. You can be released in one hour. You can let go of that bond, that, that, that bondage in one hour. Your chains can be broken in one hour. But do you want it? Because if, if God forgives and forgets our sins, why should we remind others of theirs and what they have done to us? 
And when you're giving your testimony, you're not reminding them of what they've done. You're reminding Satan that what they've done hadn't taken you out. And you're not holding anybody to that mess. That you're free from that mess and you give the message. Because every test brings a testimony. And it's to help somebody else. It's to help bring somebody else out of the place that you were once in. So don't be confused. I tell people, don't take my weakness for kind. Don't take my my weakness. Don't take my kindness for weakness. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Don't take my kindness for weakness. I'm not an idiot. I'm not stupid. I just chose to allow the Lord to fight my every battle. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I choose peace. I choose peace. I choose God. And I choose to be free and not be bound. I choose not to be a hindrance. I choose not to be a stumbling block. Amen. Amen. So it's the choices that you choose that frees you from those choices. Amen. Amen. So God bless you. Know that I'm praying for you all. God is worthy to be praised. I'm excited about this conference on tonight. And I pray that you receive something because God is going to do it. Somebody is going to be set free in these next three days. Somebody is going to be set free. Amen. So, thank you for tuning in to Mr. and Mrs. Devotions Coupled Together Bible Study. If it's God's will, we'll be on here. Well, I'll be on here again on tomorrow at 12 noon. Continue to work on your vision boards. Continue to spring into your season of vision. Amen. Amen. We marched right over into April. We marched right over into a new season. And I'm so glad about it. So know that I love you, but God loves you more. Amen. Amen.